You're listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Welcome into Rock, Pop, and Roll, the podcast, episode number 24. This episode, it's all about Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown in the 1980s, rating his singles and rating his decade. How was Jackson Brown really in the 1980s? Really? How was he? Let's revisit that because there's some good stuff and there's some other stuff on Rock, Pop, and Roll. As we go along, we'll rate the singles. Uh, we did this with uh, we did this with Elton John back in when we rated his 80s singles in a past podcast. It's just fun to do on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not as good, 10 being uh, can't do any better. Uh, first, a little Jackson Brown history. Jackson Brown co-wrote several songs for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. He was a member of that band in 1966 before they were signed. He then co-wrote the hit, Take It Easy for the Eagles, their first top 40 hit back in 72. Jackson Brown then released his debut album the same year. It had one top 40 hit, Dr. My Eyes, went to number eight, and he had another that should have been a hit, only got up to number 48, Rock Me on the Water. The fires are raging, hotter and hotter. Sisters of the sun are gonna rock me on the water now. Rock me on the water, sister, will you soothe my fever? Brown? Jackson Brown, he had the lyrics, he had that LA sound. It just, it just evolved into something that was a little more radio friendly, but this was, you know, FM stations played Jackson Brown all the time. His second album was called For Every Man. His third album, Late for Sky, was his most successful to that point. It peaked at number 14 on the Billboard 200 album chart. Got him a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year with Late for Sky. It was Jackson's fourth album, The Pretender, and that was produced by John Landau. John uh, later still is the manager, longtime manager of Bruce Springsteen. That album, The Pretender, cracked the top five of the album charts. Got up to number five. I had a hit single with Here Come Those Tears Again, got up to number 23, and an FM hit. The album wasn't universally loved by critics, but I, I loved it a lot. I loved that title track. Out into the cool of the evening Strolls the pretender He knows that all his hopes and dreams it's funny, that's a song you, you kind of... I hear Springsteen in that. Produced by Landau. I love the strings, the majesty of the strings. Probably his early career signature song. It's Jackson Brown, The Pretender. 1977, he had an album running on empty that reached number three. It was a live... It, live album and kind of a uh, something of a concept album too uh, about life on the road late 70s those kind of songs the album had two great top 40 singles had running on empty which went to number 10 and the loadout slash stay got up to number 22 another of those tracks that became popular on the radio and on uh, fm 
rock stations of the time, there was a third single uh, that was released. I mean, it was a year after the album was out. They said, let's release another one. It only went to 109, so never even hit the Hot 100, but I love it a lot. From New Jersey in 77, you love the thunder. I think I like that because I, I used to hear that listening driving down the highway somehow close enough to Detroit to get the Detroit radio stations and having this thing come on at like 11.30 at night. So I'm going to pause here for just a second. This is the Rock Pop and Roll Podcast, episode 24, looking at Jackson Brown. Talk about his... Um, the band that played with him for his debut album and the next several albums and concert tours, he worked closely with a, a group of musicians called, that became known as The Section, Leland Sklar on bass, Russ Kunkel on drums, Danny Korchmar on guitar. He would later go on to produce uh, like Don Henley's uh, hit stuff in the late 80s. David Lindley was a multi-instrumentalist, great uh, great addition, great sound that was always associated with Jackson Brown. Waddy Wachtel, the guitarist, played with them a, a lot. They played with a lot of Electra Records bands and artists. They were on the ta- uh, the Tapestry album with Carole King, and they were did a lot of stuff with James James Taylor, did a lot of stuff with Linda Ronstadt, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. The section, so that's what kind of gave Jackson Brown his '70s sound. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s directly from the heartland is where this microphone is set up and recording digitally we are in the middle of indiana thanks for tuning in to kick off the decade of the 80s for jackson brown he had a couple killer hit radio singles it started off with loud and proud right 1980s album holdout only had seven songs on it but this is a did you know this part about jackson brown that was his only number one album of his career 1980s holdout not a critical favorite but did have a did have a killer single that is great production loud drums guitar down at the golden club Jackson said, this is a song about runaways. It's about runaways. It's about the Hollywood Boulevard. Another single, underrated, that came out off that album called That Girl Could Sing. Got up to number 22. So that got his 1980s underway. Kind of understated, underrated with that. I remember playing that when I was on the radio. Kind of sneaking that thing in. Not necessarily on the playlist. In 1982, Jackson had his uh, hit single that wasn't on an album. Went to number seven on the top 40 charts. It was number four on rock, mainstream rock radio. Used in the film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Do you remember this one? Kind of his, if you listen to it, it's a little bit of his yacht rock uh, contribution. But catchy as hell. I heard it talk- 
talking about keyboards. Radio ear candy. So, uh, so that led into 1983's album, uh, Lawyers in Love, which was his uh, kind of where he and MTV converged for just a bit. Jackson Brown had a, a top 10 album with that. It was his first album without David Lindley since his debut. Uh, they, they made it at a warehouse in downtown L.A. They just turned it into a studio. The title track was all over MTV. It was a top 20 hit comfortably in the top 20, went up to number 13. And the strangled cries of lawyers in love. It's number, number four on rock radio. So this was all over the place if you were paying attention in the 80s. God sends his spaceships to America, the beautiful. They land at six o'clock. So if you think about it, Lawyers in Love has, has some hints of his 1980s political work, how he would become more political. Uh, Rick Vito played guitar on this album. He was the guy who played slide guitar on Bob Seger's song, Like a Rock. He was in Fleetwood Mac for a time in the 1990s. Russ Kunkel from the section played drums on that album. The second single went to number 25. Only went to number 18 on the rock radio chart. I, I thought that was a bigger hit. I mean, stats don't lie, right? I still like this one. By the way, I give Lawyers in Love a 6 on the scale of 1 to 10. Somebody's Baby's a 7.5. That Girl Could Sing's a 7. Go back to Boulevard. That's a 7. I give this one an 8. Oh, I do. Tender of the Night. And in the heart, light of an angry sun. No one remembers what was said or done. I think I like the big drum. Tender are the words they choose. See, that's that's so underrated. I like that. Third single, Rolling Stone said uh, of the third single, it was Jackson Brown's attempt to emulate Bruce Springsteen's work. He said the song was written as a tribute to James Honeyman Scott, the guitar player of The Pretenders, who had died of heart failure in 1982. He was just 25 years old. This is an eight. I, I do like this song. From that album, the third single for a rocker. So that went to 45 on the Hot 100. It was number seven on rock radio. They, uh, they attempted a fourth single. Rock radio didn't even really embrace it. It was not on the top 40. I wish I could cut it away. This crazy longing for something more. Cut it away. The question I don't have an answer. Don't, I don't remember that one so much. <laughs> and uh, that's what the charts would tell me. That's his 83 Lawyers in Love album. Four singles from it. They milked that thing, didn't they, baby? Hey, this is rock, pop, and roll. The 1980s output of Jackson Brown. So he went from that to probably the apex of his uh, 
of his MTV, of his singles career, not necessarily his artistic peak, mind you. I, hey man, I'm a, I'm a Springsteen fan. Come on. I love Clarence Clemens. But you're a friend of mine, Jackson Brown and Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band. That couldn't be any bigger on radio back then for, for them. It really, it was a top 20 hit, number 18. But it seemed like it was everywhere. The video was everywhere. The sax solo was everywhere. It was released actually on Clarence's solo album in an album called Hero. But man, kind of a lightweight pop song that was... That was all over the place. Yeah, Clarence couldn't have been any bigger at the time, coming off the Born in the USA tour. It was fun. He was at the height of his celebrity. He dragged Jackson Brown along. And you can't call on me until the day you die. Let go. Here's one thing I know. All my life, you're it's kind of the end of Jackson Brown's golden top 40 uh, era. Blow that thing, big man. <laughs> so he had released... Uh, what did I give that song, by the way? What's that? A 4.5. I wrote in my notes. 4.5. That seems right. It's Rock, Pop, and Roll. I'm Rob. Thanks for tuning to us. However you may be getting us, wherever you may be subscribing, you can do it everywhere. Thanks. 1986, so he went from 83 to that single to 1986, uh, Jackson Brown released Lives in the Balance. Political, socially more, uh, you know, trying to make a statement, right? Critical, socially critical songs. First single was called, uh, a little heavy-handed, coming off of the <laughs> coming off of the Clarence Clemens kind of throwaway, you're a friend of mine, kind of heavy-handed, uh, but it did, you know, there was still momentum for Jackson Brown. It was a number three rock radio song, number 30 in the top 40. This was his last top 40 hit. So for America, his last top 40 hit. I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, he followed that up with a, a song. This, was, this one did not even make the top 40. It surprises me. Uh, it was a, it was a hit on rock radio. It was a, an adult contemporary hit back when they had adult contemporary stations playing Air Supply and such. <laughs> the Carpenters somehow this one fit in and uh, better than that. Uh, but did you know three different formats did play it rock pop and and AC. Uh, Stan Lynch from the Heartbreakers plays drums on this thing. Never know what breaches and faults are concealed in the shape of a heart. Maybe in his catalog, that's that thing's the most underappreciated song of all. I mean, that's a good tune. I mean, it's it's clean, it was smooth, but ah, something about that I like it. Kind of heavy lyrics. It was about the relationship he had with his first first wife. She died of a drug overdose in 1976. Um, Rolling Stone calls this one of his greatest, um, finest, I think was the word they used, love songs. Uh, great lines at the end. He sings, It was a ruby that she wore on a stand beside the bed in the hour before dawn when I knew she was gone. Pretty damn good lyric. Sneaky damn good song, too. Jackson Brown, 
I gave that thing an eight. A little trivia, the B-side of that single was a non-album track. Little Stevens, Stevie Van Zandt's Voice of America from Van Zandt's 84 album of the same name. So no more Top 40, though Rock Radio, which was in its heydays in the 80s, continued to embrace Jackson Brown, Lives in the Balance. That song was used in the show Miami Vice. Uh, and then he, he had another album in the 1980s. His final album of the 80s was called World in Motion. Not a top 40 hit, but rock and roll radio was still embracing it. Went to number four, kind of just high from the from the momentum of being a new Jackson Brown song. I, I it's it's the title cut, and I gave it a I guess I gave it a three. I was working at WORX in Little Madison, Indiana, and I played the heck out of it. We had the album, and you wanted to play Jackson Brown. You wanted to play him, right? I did. And, and, and I mean, that was a single, and that was about the best. Yeah, I gave it a three. He had another single that was n- <laughs> number nine on the rock radio chart. I gave it a three as well, Chasing You Into the Light. I don't even remember this one being played on the radio. I mean, I can tell you if I remembered it. And I remembered everything and listened to everything I could in that genre. That's why we're doing a podcast, right? And somewhere there's just a black hole where this song did not exist in my in my realm of, of living. I like that little guitar break in it, though. You're listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. And that's it. That's the output of the 1980s of Jackson Brown. Uh, I do want to give you one more, though, in 1990. Because he had one last gasp where he kind of got a little love from radio. I'm Alive uh, in 93. The song, the title track, only went up to 118 on the chart. So it didn't even make the, the Hot 100. Rock Radio was still playing him. Got up to number 18 in 93 with... With the title track to I'm Alive. Those dreams are dead, and I'm alive. Yeah. I, want to go I mean, it sounds like Jackson Brown, right? I give that thing a five. I wanna lose my sorrow. I'm alive. This is Rock Pop and Roll the Podcast. Jackson Brown was one of the uh, singer-songwriters that bridged that uh, 1960s, early 1970s, socially conscious singer-songwriter bridged that with the days of album-oriented rock and guitars and loud drums and rock and roll that ruled a lot of radio in the 1980s. Hmm. His 70s output uh, kind of underplayed on classic rock radio anymore. They only skim the same few, it seems like. That's a, I know that's a... You've heard me talk that before but man it drives me nuts that classic rock stations such a narrow playlist and so many classic rock tunes that we heard growing up or you know people in the 80s and 90s heard these songs when they were newer and uh, somehow they just a lot of them have fallen off 
those playlists. And a lot of Jackson Brown's songs have fallen off, forgetting a lot of his catalog. I mean, his 1972 debut album, Saturate Before Using, it had Rock Me in the Water. It had Doctor My Eyes on it. I mean, a smart rock and roll catalog. And smart. He's still around, man. He helped organize musicians for Safe Energy. And they played the two... uh, Two nights uh, that became the No Nukes concert in 1979 in New York City. Petty was there, Bonnie Raitt among uh, many others. And those were the shows that Bruce Springsteen played at, played a, an abbreviated 90-minute set at those, closing both, there was two shows, closed both nights. He finally released that, uh, the video, in in 2021, his songs from those nights, and that's probably his greatest live video release ever, just at the height of Bruce Springsteen's power. So Jackson Brown, he put that together. We wouldn't have that Springsteen set, that live video now that is so spectacular. If you haven't seen it, uh, just at least look at the previews. You can buy it or rent it online. But his 79 show there was great. Jackson Brown, one of the uh, integral people to put that together. His 90s output turned a little more political, not as rock pop radio friendly, but he keeps making albums, does Jackson Brown. I saw him on tour when he was doing a solo tour. This was in the 90s. He's just surrounded by a bunch of instruments. He did all the good stuff. I mean, he did Rock Me. He did Doctor. He did The Pretender. His Lawyers in Love stuff, damn good. I loved it. Just in a theater. So, uh, Jackson Brown. Now he's an elder statesman, right? Springsteen inducted him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 2004. Jackson Brown's a Steinbeck Award winner for his environmental causes. He's likely played thousands of benefit concerts in his career. And his output was pretty regular for a long time after uh, all these albums we talked about. A couple of albums every decade and some live shows. So he had I'm Alive in 93, an album in 96 called Looking East. He released a 2002 album, Naked Ride Home, a 2008 album, Time the Conqueror. 2014, Standing in the Breach. And then in 2021, Jackson Brown recently released Downhill from Everywhere. Released in the summer of 2021, his first album of new material in seven years. And cracked for what it's worth, cracked the hot one or the into the top 100 of the album chart, went up to number 86, whatever that's worth, right? Jackson Brown, he's one of those musicians that we kind of take for granted, maybe dismiss his um, when his thoughts and his causes might differ from ours politically or socially. Not that, not that I am that much different from Jackson Brown, but you know, he he'll take a stand, and uh, that doesn't make him any less great. He's a rock guy who makes great effort to be an artist. He'd done it for more than 50 years. He followed his heart, his beliefs, his art. Jackson Brown is important to telling the story of a rock and roll. He evolved. He rocked. He wrote songs that mean something. Subscribe to Rock, Pop, and Roll wherever you get your podcast and find all the episodes at rockpopandroll.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hang on for one last fact. You gotta hang on. Fact and a tune. You can subscribe to Rock, Pop, and Roll, as Brad just told you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever you do get your podcast. Find us on Twitter. You can at 80s Rock, Pop, Roll. Email us, rockpoprollpodcast at gmail.com. If there's uh, an episode, an artist that you have an idea for, let us know. That's how we... The germ of this podcast, the idea came from the great Dan Vonderheide. Thanks, Dan. One of my radio friends. You can find me on Instagram at 
Rock Rob. And if you like the show, share it with somebody. Share it with a fan of 80s pop and rock and roll. Please do that. Please. Not going to beg, but makes us happy when we know a new listener has found us. And thanks for listening to the many podcasts that we've done. Go back and listen to any uh, anything you want to, right? The episode on Huey Lewis. We've got a Cool in the Gang. Great power pop tunes. This is the one we did recently. So go back and find our catalog. Hey, we want to give you a recommendation as well. Every once in a while, we run into a show that we just love and can't get enough of. And I do want to recommend uh, a show. That's eh, a show, right? What is it, actually? You can find it on Instagram. It's the Pat Finnerty Show. Find him on Instagram. He's a Philly musician, Philadelphia musician. Leaves has his own band, just kind of at the local, at that level, local, but Philadelphia, right? Huge city. Uh, he leads the Tom Petty Appreciation Band. He's on YouTube. He does a thing called Why This Song Stinks, and they're brilliant. Uh, he, he started doing Instagram live every night when the pandemic started, it was kind of his way to stay sane. And he would talk to people. He's most, if he's famous, he's famous for doing a Grolathon where he stayed on Instagram live for 24 hours until he got Dave Grohl. He didn't, well, maybe he did think he was going to, he, I think he did think he was going to, and he did, he got Grohl. So Pat Finnerty show, look for him on Instagram would be a great place to start. And you can find him on YouTube and uh, dig into him because he's funny as hell. And, and it's, he, he likes a lot. He picks up a guitar and can play anything, man. It's just worth listening to watching. If you like what we're doing, I think you, uh, I think you'd like uh, what he's doing. So we end with one last fact, a song to get us out of here as well. Jackson Brown's 15th studio album is called downhill from everywhere released in the summer of 2021. And Jackson Brown, let's play, let's play you out with one of these one of the songs from that album, shall we? Uh, Jackson Brown, he's an artist, follows his heart with his head intact. That's what I wrote. He's one of the great writers and players of rock and roll in the 70s and 80s. And uh, the cut to play us out, uh, this is called Still Looking for Something. Aren't we all? Thanks for listening. I will uh, see you next time. Be good to each other. I'm Rob. Find it with a soulful smile behind it. And all I find is freedom, it's all right. You're listening to Rock Pop and Roll.